bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. All right, yes, it is, and here we are in the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Beautiful St. Patrick's Day in the Mile High City. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, under the weather today. And uh, so to keep J- uh, Jay, to keep Brian away from the microphone, mm-hmm. he's got a bug. But yeah, no, he has to not feel well because he likes to talk. Busy show tonight, so much ground to cover, but uh, coming up this Thursday, it's at the state cap- capitol. It's uh, Colorado Agricultural Day. Colorado Ag Day, it's going to be a fun one. Um, We've got J.P. Krause in studio with us to talk about that. Here's a highlight, though. 6.30 tonight, 6.30 on 6.30 KHOW. We'll be uh, talking to Don Brown. He's Colorado AG commissioner. And so that's good to get a few minutes of his time to talk about that and just catch up on Colorado agriculture. So in the meantime and in between time, um, let's get right to work because we have on hold right now David Colley. He's the events chair for the Colorado AG Council. And J.P. Krause, welcome back to the show, president of the uh, Colorado Chefs Association. Man, we love you, dude, and, and we're glad to have you sit in on this because it's so much. So without further ado, let's go to the VIP line where he sits right now. Uh, proper welcome. His name's David Colley. He's the events chair for Colorado AG Council, and we welcome you to the Modern Eater Show. How are you, pal? Thank you, <clears throat> thank you, Greg and Jay, and obviously uh, JP. Appreciate uh, having you ma- having me on on such an important day, St. Patty's Day. Hopefully, every everybody had their green beer uh, earlier today, and hopefully <laughs> er- uh, later on tonight. But uh, good to be on the show. Green Abs- beer and Alamosa potatoes. Very cool. <laughs> the JP, the voice Perfect. of JP Krause. Thursday, it's the reason for the season, and there it is, uh, Colorado AG Day. Talk to us about it. Well, Colorado Ag Day is the state capital. It's uh, been going on for quite a number of years, and we've actually had a culinary component of it the last about seven years where we've had uh, a pairing with the Chefs Association and legislators and also farmers and ranchers from throughout the state of Colorado. And basically, we, we pair all these folks together so that everyone understands the importance of each person's role and how it impacts the state of Colorado and all of our Coloradans and, and Colorado Proud products. So we're just really looking forward to we got 15 teams competing. Um, got some great chefs out there. They're all amazing. Um, obviously, you have one of them sitting right next to you at your show right there. Um, but we also have uh, uh, Brother Luck, who was just on Top Chef. Uh, we have Kerry Barrett, who's going to be one of our, uh, one of our actual um, judges, food judges. So it's going to be interesting, her going around to all the other uh, – chef's tables making sure that their dishes are going to be top-notch which obviously they will be she goes from uh, being judge to judging i think that's cool (laughs) put the judge's hat on carrie and then there he is uh chef brother luck from four by brother luck in colorado springs um coming in and cooking up he i mean he is one heck of a chef brother luck and then you you mix that with uh, uh colorado chefs association and and being Colorado proud, I tell you, I'm I'm so hyper local, a, a Denver guy, and we've got a lot of Coloradans uh, here in studio. Actually, we've got five people in studio right now. There's only one that's a Californian, Jay. We won't hold it against him because he's settling in nicely. You've been here for about how many years, Jay? Uh, eighteen. 
18 years. 18, so I'm learning my way around. We got you, man. We got you. Uh, but but let's talk about Colorado Proud and, and Colorado Agriculture. I know we're going to talk to uh, Don Brown, which will be a, uh, a real treat at 630 right here on 630 KHOW and iHeart Radio Station. Um, but, I mean, here we go. Um, really, the, the purpose of this, I know we've got a lot of fanfare and tricks and whistles and great food and everything else, but there's a meaning behind this day. Agreed. And, and thanks, Greg. And, and I don't want to steal any thunder from uh, Commissioner Don Brown. He's, he's an amazing person and obviously a supporter of everything that we do, agriculture in Colorado. But, you know, when it comes to, you mentioned hyper-local, you know, people don't really realize that we have locally at our fingertips all the different veggies and proteins that are, are produced right here in Colorado. And it's amazing. Like, they don't have to go, you know, to... You know, the West Coast, East Coast. I mean, obviously, there's seasonality of products and those types of things. But at the same time, we just have such a variety of, uh, you know, whether it's peaches or, or cherries or eggs or, you know, beef, lamb, um, you know, Pueblo chilies, melons. I mean, we just have so many different things out there already produced in our state. So we're, we're very, very fortunate of that. And we're actually a huge exporter state um, throughout the world. And that's one of our things, I'm sure, uh, uh, Commissioner Brown's going to speak about, and I don't want to, you know, step on his toes like I said, but he's he's going to definitely uh, talk about everything good that's been happening in the world of agriculture in Colorado, and just feel blessed that our chefs, our you know, our local Colorado Coloradans can go to a retail store, you know, a Safeway or Whole Foods or wherever it may be, and they know that they're buying a lot of Colorado proud products. Yeah, and well said. And beyond that, um, of course, we have tasty food we can source right here in Colorado. We it runs the gamut. But I always talk about your neighbor and, and your neighbor uh, people. Uh, people are in the equation here because if you're not going to be the one to step up, support your neighbor, don't expect anybody, you know, in, in New York or uh, a rural area outside of Colorado to uh, hold that up for you. It's almost a, a, an obligation responsibility as Coloradans to support and, and up, uplift our neighbors to be able to come. I say it every week, uh, high tides raise all ships, and I, I'm a firm believer in that. And that's something that I think is so important, especially when highlighting Colorado agriculture is the people, the farmers, um, the, leg- the legislators, uh, everybody that, that makes this wheel go round. Greg, you, you hit the, the nail right on the head. And, you know, most people think the food's just born on a shelf. Right, don't do a grocery store, and you're like, oh, my, my food's there. I can get it anytime I want. Well, they don't understand behind the scenes. There's somebody actually producing this, and it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. And you know, locally, you know, whether it's a, a you know a small greenhouse or a co-op or or a large farm in Colorado, you know, everybody does their part to make sure that everybody has their uh, their products that they need for their dishes. And it's just it's such a great feeling that an opportunity that we have in Colorado to support those folks. And just my hats go off, my hat goes off to those folks to put in the weekends and the holidays and, you know, the, the hours that we don't always see when we go to the grocery store or the co-op or, you know, the, the food court, those types of things. So thank you to all the folks who produce the food in Colorado. Absolutely. On a weekly basis, we, basis, we see it all the time right here uh, on the Modern Eater Show. And, and network, I, I, I scream networking from the rooftops and uh, I'm a firm believer that 
again, going back to supporting your neighbor, uh, supporting your fellow Coloradan to where uh, Brian Freeman, who's not here with us tonight, he's co-host and also owner of Growers Organic, and he sources from so many great Colorado farms. But we'll see on a concept, whether it's a brewer, a brewer might be in studio and he picks up another farm that can, you know, give, give them grain. And, and then he goes to someone else and there's a, spices available to them. And, and the, again, the wheel just goes round and round when you, you work with your neighbors and you make a point to do that. So uh, I'm thrilled for this uh, upcoming Thursday for at the state capitol for Colorado Ag Day. Thank you again, Greg. And yes, March 22nd, this Thursday coming up, we're going to showcase just a, a great value, a ton of different Colorado proud products, you know, whether it's veggies or proteins, you know, different types of meat, you know, bison and lamb and mm. obviously local beef and, and, and we have, uh, you know, onions and beans and all these different things, eggs that are going to be all Colorado sourced at the state Capitol. It's going to be amazing. Um, opportunity for people to come in and try all these different, uh, all these different products created by all these local chefs who are amazing. Um, and on top of that, uh, we're also going to talk about how farmers and ranchers, and obviously the public gives back as well uh, to the food bank feeding Colorado, and and what how, what the impact is um, for those who are in. Uh, who are a little less unfortunate and just need need a little bit of assistance. So um, it's just a great all-around event, and we really look forward to having everybody there. Absolutely. None better. His name's David Colley, events chair for Colorado AG Council. Uh, we caught up with you last at the Stanley Marketplace, the Stanley Hangar, for the President's Award Dinner, where uh, J.P. Krause came in and talked to his folks and, and Colorado Chefs Association. But, J.P., I want you to give the final word on this segment to just talk about how much this means and, and, and the association with the Colorado Chefs Association. Um, the biggest thing is that not only are we representing farmers because farmers, ranchers are such a huge part of Colorado food, but we also team up with legislatures. I think that's a huge part. Chefs don't often get the chance to be with legislatures. Uh, I get to be hooked up with uh, Rhonda Fields, which everyone knows her. She's a pretty big name in the Colorado Senate. But just to be out there representing Musso Farms, I got some Pueblo Chili's from Musso Farms delivered to me the other day. You know, I'm representing all their hard work, their time, their family, and I get to produce a product to show off to the legislature so that they can hopefully do some work to help these these farmers. And and for me, it's just passing on this tradition and being a carrier. And I think all the chefs are, are kind of in the same boat that it's not about us. It's about the farmers and ranchers and really getting the message of the family farms across to the Colorado State Senate. Yeah, you know, absolutely, JP. And one of the things that um, Commissioner Brown, Colorado AG Commissioner Brown, when he visited uh, just this last Friday, I think, at the AG Expo, uh, talked about legislation. And, and Brown said one of the top priorities in correcting the perceptions many lawmakers on the front range have of farmers and ranchers um, and the rest of the state is one of the agenda items for the year. So I think this will... Um, bridge the gap and and make a lot of headway and give us some runway here in the state to get to where we want to go. Thanks, David. Well, I was going to say thank you both. I really appreciate it. And uh, just look forward to seeing you both uh, next Thursday at Act Day at the Capitol. You got it. 10-4. There he is. David Colley. He's a nice guy. Great talk with him. Yeah. like that a lot. JP, we're going to spend the next segment talking to you, and then we'll check in with um, Colorado Ag Commissioner 
Don Brown at 6.30. What do you think? I think it sounds good. All right, that's the voice of President of the uh, Colorado Chefs Association, J.P. Krause. And, and, and really, uh, one thing that I want to emphasize is what, what a glamorous title that is. Um, but this guy, um, executive chef at Children's Hospital. And, J.P., you, you, just, you, you do such great work there, and you really love what you do. And um, that deserves to be said as well. I do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. All right, we do it for the kids, too. <laughs> well, we do it. Not like JP. Yeah. We yeah. do. We well, we do it. All right, we'll take a break. Greg Hollenbach and Jay Parker, Brian Freeman on the bench tonight. JP Kraus in the driver's seat with us right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, it's Jay Parker. You guys hear us talk about John Irvin and gluten-free things all the time. Listen to what our good friend, Chef Keegan Gerhardt from D-Bar Denver and the Food Network had to say. I'm going to give a shout-out to John, by the way. I know he's sponsoring the uh, In the Kitchen part. He was super gracious to us at D-Bar this past week. He brought by a bunch of his gluten-free goodies and some hoagie rolls and flour mixes and all kinds of great stuff. So, yeah, if, that's, if you have that need, that guy's on top of it. John is uh, super great. I met him thanks to you guys and the viewing party at Carrie's at Bordeaux. They gave us the hookups. I just want to say a big thanks, Dan. Okay, back to the show momentarily. Um, we got to do this right now because this is the guy. Uh, A-plus beverage solutions, Jeff Rourke. He specializes in the installation and maintenance of your draft line needs. 20 years in the business. He's a family man. Again, hyper-local. That's what we talk about. Most trusted man in the business. I mean, here it is. Uh, you've got the ability now today to, if, if you're doing a build-out, fine. Jeff Rourke's going to take care of you, and you're going to have efficient pouring beer. It's going to come out just the way the brewer intended it to taste. But if you're, you know, you got a couple miles on, on your restaurant or your bar and, you know, you're pouring foam into, and the temperature's not right, that's not what, it's tacky and you're also losing money because if you're pouring efficient or non-efficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Please don't do that. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. He's going to take care of you and give you an A-plus report card on your draft line needs. 720-272-3809. 
720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from Four by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on Season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on Season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. I love that laugh from Chef Carrie Baird Bardo. She uh, just puts a smile on my face every time I hear from her, and I'm looking forward to catching up uh, with Carrie Baird at the Capitol. Uh, she uh, will join me for judging at this uh, Colorado Ag Day that's coming up. And J.P. Krause, uh, Jay ran down to Brian actually texted me. He says, is Jay not on the show tonight? I said, no, I'm just back. You know how I talk. <laughs> I can't get a word in edgewise. So Jay's running down to get Emily Fletcher, who joined us at Sartos this week. And I can't wait um, to catch up in the kitchen. We're going to um, do this. We're going to catch up with executive chef Garrett Meyer. And in the house right now is the owner of Sartos, uh, Taylor Swallow, 2900 West 25th Street in Jefferson Park. Can't wait to talk to them. And uh, brought some delicious food in studio, too. JP, Colorado Ag Day, Colorado Chefs Association, just tie it all together for us. Yeah, um, it's really about, like you said, hyper-local. So, you know, working with the farmers, working with the apprentices as well. So the Colorado Chefs, so- Chefs Association is the only chapter in the United States that has its own apprenticeship chapter, which is just amazing when you think about it because the Denver market for jobs for chefs is so huge. So allowing the apprentices to spend time with the farmers and to work with the products, it, it only makes sense that we bring it to the capital. You know? it, all, it all makes sense. It really yeah. does, right? So whether it be, you know, we have Western Dairy, Egg Farmers, um, Young Farmers Association, you got Colorado Lamb, Colorado Cattle, Secuta Farms. I mean, this is what we live for. We we love when the seasons come around so chefs can play. This is our, our playground, and, and what better place to do it than right downtown and uh, show off a little bit. Colorado AG Commissioner, Colorado Ag Commissioner, next segment, Don Brown's going to join us. Um, we just had David Colley on the line. He said that um, about 1,000 people show up. It, it is busy, and it's open to the publics, right? So yeah. you can come on in, go through the security gates, and come on in. It, it's always, always a show. The governor comes in and, and makes a talk and takes a lot of pictures. But, you know, you'll see the chefs dressed in white. You'll, you'll see the, the pride we have. And it's not just for themselves. It, it's really so we can carry on the, the tradition of the ranchers and farmers. And that's why we, we love to show up. We love to, to look nice and make really good food. Uh, again, Don Brown, Colorado Ag Commissioner, coming up next. Jay Brian texts me and says, "Is Jay not on the show tonight?" <laughs> uh, should I? Does, does that mean he wants me to talk more? <laughs> I, hey, Brian. I guess. Yeah. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Uh, Emily Feel Fletcher better, in the house. Can't wait to talk to her. We've got some exciting announcements to make with Emily tonight on the show as well. Um, cool. What do you say we take a break, JP? And let's get right to the commissioner. Sounds uh, good. Time is uh, time is time. You know how that is. So he's made time for us. He's supposed to call right at 630. So uh, let's do that. We'll do a turnaround. Come right back. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Belgium is a country the size of Maryland, and it's home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. 
If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, vit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures, and I look forward to you being my next guest. My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt, owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Love that guy, Chef Keegan Gerhard of D-Bar Denver. He's just, he, I mean, you know, he ran in a lot of fame, you know, with Food Network and and um, it's a very successful business with D-Bar. But he, he's, a, he, he's just a guy's guy down to earth. He is, and, and we're going to be doing some stuff with him, too. I'll, I'll, I'll say oh, that. You got something I, I have something cooking with, uh, with Keegan. It's all about networking. It's weird that we're early on anything. So we're on standby for Don Brown, Colorado, uh, Ag Commissioner, and uh, continuing with J.P. Krause, uh, President of the Colorado Chefs Association and Executive Chef at Children's Hospital. Um, What's on the horizon for uh, Colorado Chefs Association? Yeah, so in April, our monthly meeting is going to be at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science, Smithfield's Pork. We got Jason Newart doing a pork demonstration. And the Museum of Nature and Science, if you ever go there, the food is amazing. Um, Patrick Hartnett, the executive chef, and uh, Stephen, the chef, they're, they're really great guys. They have a good creative menu. They have a special dinner coming up in June, a fundraiser for the Denver Museum of Nature and Science, the fund, the art fund. And um, everything's going to glow, so a lot of the chefs are going to help out with that. I'm going to donate my time, and there's going to be 15 action stations, and all the food's going to glow and do molecular gastronomy. It's going to be really fun. So, uh, lots of cool stuff coming up. Jay Parker here, chef. Is that isn't that a meeting going to be an event also at in April? Yeah. Right? So it's an event slash board meeting. Yeah. So it is an event. It's a board meeting. It's it's just good time. Rolled into rolled into Overall. one. Check it out on Facebook. Um, we're sharing the link and and just get. Get in touch and come cool on in. stuff, man. All right. Without further ado, at 6.30 on 6.30 KHOW and iHeart Radio Station. Uh, on hold right now is Commissioner Don Brown. Don Brown was appointed by the Colorado Commissioner of uh, Agriculture by John Hickenlooper in 2015, a third-generation farmer in Yuma County. 
uh, runs sev- several successful businesses while spending most of his career managing and growing his family extensive farms, has been an, acti- an activist in water conservation, energy development, and designing and implementing technology and uh, innovations within the industry. And without further ado, we've got to welcome uh, Commissioner Don Brown to the Modern Eater Show right here on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and uh, J.P. Krause, president of the Colorado Chefs Association. How are you, Commissioner Brown? Well, I'm fine tonight. How's everybody doing there? We're doing great, man. Uh, thanks <laughs> for joining us on the show. No, I'm doing fine. Lovely day in Colorado again, you know. I know. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I haven't imbibed yet, imbibed yet today, but uh, maybe later, right? Maybe a couple of green beers. Why not? A Colorado no. craft beers. Can't go wrong. You're not a kid. Uh, listen, Don, uh, we got to talk to you about a lot of stuff, but here it is uh, coming up this Thursday. It's uh, Colorado AG Day, and we had David Colley on events chair for Colorado AG Council, and uh, Colorado Ag Council. And just had a lot of stuff, and we kind of set the stage and talked about, uh, you know, not only just uh, Colorado Ag and and the people involved in it, but at first blush, uh, uh, Colorado Agricultural Day here at the state capitol on Thursday. Well, we like to celebrate, I guess, a little bit about our luxury that we have in eating in this great nation of ours. And we use uh, the Colorado Ag Day to bring that to the forefront uh, have, well, quite a few chefs that donate their time. We have a lot of fun with a bit of a contest. We pair those chefs, as you're well aware, with maybe legislators or people such as myself. Uh, kick that thing off about 11 o'clock and free food for everybody that shows up. We'll hit about 1,000 people and, and donate some money to um, at the Feeding America Food Bank. It's really just a celebration, I think, to bring to the forefront that only about a little over 1% of the people in the nation feed everybody else. You know, it's interesting, and we talk about Colorado Agricultural Day coming up here at the state capitol on Thursday, um, but putting all of those pieces of the equation together with um, the chefs, uh, the farmers, uh, legislators, uh, it all makes the wheel go round, and, and really that's what we're trying to accomplish here, right? Everybody's super cooperative and really uh, glad to join in. The governor's a huge supporter of it. Uh, he doesn't miss it. Of course, he's everybody like else. Everybody else, he likes to eat, and uh, so he doesn't miss it either. And we'll have. Uh, I'm sure that um, it's my understanding that the chair of the uh, Senate Ag Committee, Jerry Sonnenberg, will be there, and uh, the chair of the House Ag Committee, Jenny Arndt, will be there. And people donate their time. Uh, they don't. The chefs don't get a nickel for this. And it's really appreciated by those of us who help put it on. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding. Now, you did a little speechifying down at the, um, uh, you visited the, the Ag Expo in um, southern Colorado, I believe. Cortez. Yeah, Cortez. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that we're facing as Coloradans um, together. We're all in this together in Colorado we are. Proud. Uh, but you said one of the top priorities is correcting the perception many lawmakers on the front range ha- have of farmers and ranchers um, and the rest of the state. Uh, what are some of those things that you're going to initiate and, and see through as one of the top agenda items this year? Well, I'm not sure correcting perceptions is maybe the right way to word it, but um, I think making people be aware of, of the challenge and task that we have in agriculture. Uh, water is extremely significant if you want to grow anything in the arid west. 
that agriculture is, well, depending on how you want to do the math, number two or number three industry in the state. And, of course, you know how we'll do the math. We'll make it number two, uh, $40, 50000000000 billion a year when you get done, 170 to 80,000 people involved, and that it plays a big part of our economy in a very quiet fashion. And I, I think one thing that's really, really important to me that we um, – that we need to make sure that we recognize that we need to leave all our tools in the toolbox for agriculture to use, that uh, organic's important, conventional's important, uh, genetically engineered products are important, and, and that those choices for, should be available for anyone that chooses to use whatever choice it might be, how they want to consume their food. I, th- I think that's the, that's the biggest perception component, that I want to make sure we cannot feed uh, societies. Uh, today's society, 7.5 billion people with the 1930 technologies. No more than we would expect to throw away our cell phones or go back to the horse and buggy. It just doesn't fit. So just to rewind to make sure I heard you correctly is is saying that um, some of the legislation that already has been passed uh, makes it more difficult on farmers and ranchers because of GMO legislation, and you believe that there's a place for GMOs within the, the well let's let's call them genetically engineered I think we need to refine that term and secondly here in Colorado we really haven't faced those obstacles our legislature has not approached those issues at all we've had some uh, ballot issues um, for the constitutional component of it but w- the legislators have not approached those issues in the sense that there is no legislation currently here in Colorado I I find our legislators here to be understanding and uh, and listen well so I think the concept that um, our legislatures in the way I don't think is uh, I I don't feel that way anyway. Other people may. I certainly do not. Yeah, I pull apart from you just a bit, but then I come back together because I've worked closely with ranchers and farmers, and I know what it takes to have your uh, soil or your land deemed to be uh, organic. There's a lot to it um, in order to be able to achieve that when a lot of times they are working organic, but they just can't come up or compete with some of the larger companies uh, that are able to jump through those hoops to be able to have that certification title. So I'm with you on some of the archaic laws with that, and I just think that as long as everything's transparent and people know what their food is, um, I think we can all. Oh, I think I, I think that's the key: transparency, transparency. Everybody, and we, and that we don't take any choices away from people. I think that's important as well. I think that uh, everybody ought to be able to make that choice themselves. Yeah, I'm not. And without being legislated one way or the other, I, I think yes. I just think yeah, we need to be upfront about it. Here, here's your choices. You choose what you choose to. Uh, purchase at the store or in the restaurant. Absolutely. I uh, really believe that. Online with us, Colorado Ag Commissioner Don Brown, taking time out with us on this lovely St. Patrick's Day in the Mile High City with um, Colorado Ag Day coming up on um, this Thursday, which we all get together and we talk about these issues and, and as Coloradans and, and, and what we face and obstacles that we need to overcome. I think since 1959, I believe it is, we're, we're, we're short 20% of our farm and ranching lands. Am I any, anywhere near that? You're close. Uh, we've, uh, we've lost acreage. Uh, we've also lost farmers since the 1930s. I, we've lost darn near half of them. Uh, and I don't quite know why. I think the economics of it as well is uh, I, I have to say that I often think rules and regulations drive them to larger farms. They get more complex, more difficult to, to get there. And so, no, we are losing farmers and we're losing farmland.
all across the nation. President, the average age of the U.S. farmers, you know, in the late 50s, 59 or 60. Uh, Colorado Chefs Association, J.P. Krause, going to jump in right now. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, speaking of the farmer kind of lack of farmers out there, I think that, you know, David Colley, and especially the CSU right now, they're doing a lot of outreach to the community and working with the chefs a lot so we can get out there and really show people the benefits of farming, whether it be creating a small urban farm where you have chickens and a greenhouse in your backyard to front yard landscaping to, you know, becoming a a full-on rancher with, with cattle. So really there's a lot of outreach right now going out through, especially CSU, to really help the young adults make good decisions to be farmers in the future or ranchers. And to provide them with an opportunity to do so, um, yes. It's yeah. a difficult business to get into. Uh, on a, And, um, I, I, yes, I'm, I'm a big CSU fan. I think, you know, it's our land-grant university here, and um, certainly they focus on agriculture. Uh, that was an original intent of those to a certain degree, and I, I agree with you. I think they're making a real effort. Commissioner Brown, Greg Holland back again. Sure. Uh, jumping right in, and I want to talk to you. One of the important things that is on our plate, uh, so to speak, uh, is food waste. 40% of our food go into a landfill. Uh, what do we do with that, and how do we uh, improve upon that? Well, <laughs> you know, if you would ever take, uh, and this is always interesting because I do this on occasion, take uh, grand, great-grandma's uh, china set, that she got at her wedding, and, and if, if they could afford it, in 1920, and take that dinner plate and put it on today's dinner plate. And you will find that there's a lot less square inches on her dinner plate than there are today. And they're much larger today. And so food has become inexpensive, and so we have a tendency to just put too much on the plate. And that's a good portion of where food waste comes from. That's a really interesting uh, commissioner. <laughs> Do it sometime. I mean, it'll just amaze yeah. you. So you're saying that it's more we put on the plate. It's more of a mindset, is what you're it's saying. It's a mindset to a certain degree, and of course, we uh, most of us are conscious of the fact that we need about X amount of calories a day, and so typically, if we're paying much attention to that at all, there's just normally a lot more on the plate than we need. Yeah, I also think when we go to a mindset that we. Um, look at our produce, and we say, you know, it's just because it's a little ugly, and it it doesn't have that aesthetics yes. that made it go to a grocery store to where when they're sorting through their produce of the day that the consumer may not find that um, aesthetically viable to them of changing the mindset of that's delicious food too. Certainly, and when you're talking, uh, we, there's, of course, two forms of food waste. Uh, there's the type that which simply is placed on the plate and never consumed, or then there's just what you're talking about. And we're, we're, uh, the American farmers done such a darn good job that we as consumers have gotten used to this idea that it has to look perfect. And, in fact, the flavor is the same, whether the skin of it was scarred a little bit when it was harvested or when it was growing, you know, like the potatoes that are growing next to a clod, they might, they can't, they don't press out normal, so we'll, we'll discard that potato. In fact, that potato uh, tastes just like the one that grew crop free. And yeah. so you're right. Uh, we've kind of, we've got a mindset we need to work on that, too. Yeah. What's your favorite Colorado vegetable? Oh, gosh, I like them all. I mean, I really do. I, it's I like your kids, right? I mean, it's really good stuff. Which here. kid do you love the best? Is what I just asked you there. Oh, geez, you know, I, uh, I, I, it would be tough for me to pick one, and I don't think it's fair to my growers. I represent them all. <laughs> uh, Commissioner Don Brown, Colorado uh, uh, Ag Commissioner, uh, tell us a story. Tell, highlight somebody. Oh 
gosh, I, you know, I, I, um, I don't want to pick out any one individual. I want to talk just a little bit about um, the, the tenacity and the uh, grit that our farmers and ranchers have, that they're in a commodity-raising business. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, there's nothing like, and I've had this happen to me personally, uh, we'll work all summer to grow a crop, uh, and hail is a big thing here, and you can watch a whole year's work. Mm. Disappear in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, nothing left. You also talk about the heroes of um, our western slopes that get, get a very little notice with very difficult growing conditions. Those conditions are not. Uh, no, it is not easy, and uh, you'll have not enough rainfall. Too much rainfall. Our western slope folks, uh, I admire them as well. One thing that we're seeing a lot of pressure on is the livestock industry on the western slope as far as um, the multiple-use doctrine for federal lands. And, of course, we're delve off into a whole other subject here, but 36% of our state's owned by the federal uh, feds and, and the multiple-use doctrine, and so it's making it hard on them in the, in the beef and sheep industry. So, no, there's a lot of pressures everywhere every day. Bison or cattle? I'm sorry? Bison or cattle? Oh, gosh, you know, I, once again, I'm a leave-every-tool-in-the-toolbox guy. <laughs> I can't you get gotta you. you got to have them all. Commissioner, I can't. Your favorite Colorado craft beer. <laughs> all of them. You, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty tough to pin down. I you're guess not so. Get me there <laughs> I guess so. I like them all. I really do. I, I, we have such a bountiful uh, here in Colorado. It's just amazing. Did you know that 50% of the food that we raise in the state is exported, that we have, we have we do such a good job of it here? Um, two, you know, there's 3,000 counties in the United States that have gross egg sales. Colorado has two in the top 25 in the nation. And I always think, gosh, if that was a football or basketball team, that's all we'd talk about, wouldn't we? I'm looking forward to shaking your hand on Thursday, sir. Uh, thanks for taking the time out. I thought it was a very insightful conversation. Well, I would hope so, and I really appreciate you having me all, and it'd be great to see you. Okay, there he is, Commissioner Don Brown. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you couldn't. You, you couldn't get him. You I wasn't trying to get. No, him. I know. But I wanted to hear him say he loved. You know, ska brewing in Durango. Bell peppers. Bell peppers. Purple fingerling potatoes. That's right. That's Palisade right. peach. Yeah. Give me something. Give me something. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I agree to disagree with him on a couple of things, and you know, I I think that that's where it is. But uh, again, you get politics in the food. Yeah, it's hard for the farmers and ranchers to really make decisions. I was having a conversation with somebody recently about beef beekeeping, and he had to make the decision whether to survive the winter or to ship his bees to California for the almond crop. And he decided to ship off his bees, even though he's going to lose about 20% of his of his queens. And we had a good conversation about it. So there's lots of— Can we get that guy on the show? Yeah, of course. That's a good conversation. There's lots of real decisions like that that they have to make, and it's really hard for them. And so it, it is tough. It is tough. Yeah. It's it's super tough, and a lot of people don't think about, hey, listen, you know, th- this is how people are, are paying their bills and, and keeping their lives going. So as much as you would want to say, don't don't send them off to California, do they? You know, you're selling out somewhat. It's like, hey, listen, they're paying for, you know, that helps me to do that. And so so it is a, it's a tough conversation when you're dealing with the, people's livelihoods to where they don't want to sell out, but at the same time they have to pay their bills. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, you want to jump a chef in a busy Italian restaurant? Which uh, which Italian restaurant would you How like to Sartos? go to? Hey, 
I don't Let's see why not. Connect it right up, and we'll yeah. jump it in the kitchen. And Chef Garrett Meyer, executive chef at Sartos, along with uh, he's in studio with us, brought us some of uh, the chef's delicious food. Taylor Swallow, he's the owner. Uh, we'll do in the kitchen coming up next, which I'm looking forward to. We'll spend about ten or so minutes. Uh, the boss is in studio. The chef's in the kitchen. I love hearing a busy kitchen on a Saturday night. It's such a cool segment. So we'll check in with the chef. Yeah, let me get them plates over there. Let me get them. <laughs> one, two salmon. Four, two salmon. Hands. I know, man. It, it's it's really cool. So we'll do that, and then it's at seven o'clock, the top of the hour. Uh, we're gonna spend some time with Taylor Swallow as well. Just a classy, classy dude. Um, he brought his wife in studio with us, Kasia. 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 Mm-hmm. His posse. Me and Taylor are best friends on Facebook. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Best friends. On I just wanted to say it out loud. Does he know this? He does. All right, let's go. Do in the kitchen. That's up next, right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles my sincere hope is that intrepid sojourner beer project will inspire adventure and wanderlust come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn located at 925 west 8th avenue in the heart of the arts district on santa fe for everything intrepid look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally locally Hey Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? 
You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. All right, we're going to head to Sartos in just a minute via telephone. 2900 West 25th Street. And uh, we had an opportunity. We did a little field trip. Myself, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Emily Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Emily, welcome back to the show. Thank you. And we met these guys here uh, in studio with us right now. And this is cool. He's the owner of Sartos, uh, Taylor Swallow. We had the opportunity to spend some time with Taylor uh, on last, uh, what was it? Thursday. 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 Welcome yeah. to the show, Taylor. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you. Um, Let's go right to your kitchen. What do you say? Let's go see what's happening. All right. Without further ado, we're going to jump into uh, uh, Sartos right now. In the kitchen. Busy there right now. Uh, Why don't you do the introductions there? All right. So I believe we have Garrett on the phone here. Chef Garrett. There he is. How's it going over there? Good, good. We just had a 20 top birthday party. So on a Saturday night, always fun. Yeah, get that going in the Verona room. Uh, thanks for taking the time out with us, Chef. I know it's busy. Chef Garrett Meyer, executive chef at Sartos. Yeah, no worries. Happy Patty's Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. So here it is, bosses in studio. Uh, you've got myself and Jay and Emily. Yeah, good and, deal. Hello, yeah. all. Uh, Emily paid you back a visit in the pantry. Emily, what? It, yeah, absolutely. Followed up. Did a little Facebook Live on uh, the salmon migration. That was fun. Yeah, it was great. It was good to see you, and good food as well. Love my lunches at the pantry. Good to hear. Yeah. So let's just do a quick overview. So, Taylor, what was the meaning for um, this past uh, gathering that we had here? Yeah, so we, you know, we've been in business now. We've been open three and a half years, um, and we just reached a point where the first couple of years you're kind of drinking water from a fire hose. Garrett came back on with us about eight months ago and kind of coming out of the holidays. I just, we had this moment where I'm just so proud of what we're doing right now. I really wanted to bring some new people in, meet, you know, some new folks and say, Hey, I think we're doing a great job and we're doing the right thing. Um, and so it was a little tasting of what we have going on and a little preview of some things we will have going on. Um, and really just want to reconnect with, um, some new folks. So yeah, chef Garrett, what did you dream up for this tasting and dinner? Yeah, we actually did a uh, rabbit cannelloni. So as we move into spring, that was fun. Order fire burrata. Uh, we did a little bit of purple potato ravioli. Uh, we did a little swordfish and gnocchi. We finished it off with uh, a strawberry marjolaine cake, which is kind of a layered dessert cake. Some blackberry lavender jam. Everything was delicious. So- you guys, Emily, did you have a favorite? That rabbit cannoli was, oh, my God. That was just incredible. Yeah, Jay, did yeah, you have a I mean, favorite? Was, it was, it was kind of interesting. We didn't know whether people would be accepting to that or not. So yeah. I was actually glad to hear you say that. Hey, Jay. Uh, hey, hey, Jay. Uh, <laughs> Chef uh, Garrett here. How you doing? Uh, my favorite was the uh, the ravioli con patata, and I want to say it how <laughs> yeah. it was how it was written con patata because I'm on this vegan vegetarian thing a lot of the time. So that was a good option for somebody like me that that doesn't want to get into some meat sometimes, and I could eat like forty of those raviolis. I'm Absolutely. I'm not joking. Yeah, the, the Okinawa sweet potato is kind of unique. It's got the savory aspects of like a Yukon gold. It's also got the sweet aspect of a regular yam or Carolina sweet potato. And we also try and leave uh, one of our pasta options open to vegetables and keep it a vegetarian slot, especially as spring rolls around, as summer rolls around. It's kind of a good way to highlight those ingredients. Just kind of leave them alone with the pasta, let them do their thing. 
Yeah, great segue, Chef. Spring Fair, here we go. Changing up the menu. Uh, I know you and Taylor, You, I guess you guys are in the middle of the night texting each other on what would yeah. be a good dish that we get. What's working? What, and that's cool to see you guys working so closely. Um, but uh, Taylor, Chef, what what'd you guys, what are you dreaming up for, for Spring Fair? Chef, I'll let you talk about that. I think, you know, we've yeah, talked no. about a lot of ideas. Uh, yeah, we have. We've covered several in the last couple of weeks. I think we're going to do a scallopini uh, calamari style uh, next week. Uh, we're also putting the rabbit on. We just put a steelhead trout dish on yesterday uh, with a little steelhead trout roe. Um, that's fun. We're even starting to think into the beginning of summer, uh, maybe a little squidding pasta with some corn and fresh crab. Um, that would be nice. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, just kind of sticking in, waiting for tomatoes, of course. I still think we're a few months out on that, but we're definitely covering uh, fava beans and spring peas. Uh, we got some cool sea beans in from the West Coast, so that's fun, uh, kind of unique item to have. And honestly, each week and day that goes by, um, you know, our our purveyors are just sending us more lists with more unique ingredients. So it's kind of a, you know, fun thing to wake up every day and text Taylor and be like, hey, what do you think of this? And vice versa. Yeah, I'll tell you what, um, I don't want to make you blush or anything, but as we're at Sartos, and we're talking to you. You're one of the most approachable guys, Chef. And you really have a passion that that exudes um, with your personality and and how you talk to people and 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 just just so welcoming. And and these are the types of places, uh, Taylor Garrett, that I want to go eat at. I mean, the, yeah, the, no, the food I mean, will get you there, fun. but you guys will bring them back for sure. Fire yeah. Savala, fire Chichetti. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there he is. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole idea is it's food should be fun, right? We should. You, you, it's got to be part of not just the food, the atmosphere, but the people. Um, and we want to engage. And, and if we're not having a good time, we're doing it wrong. All right, Taylor. I want you to do this. Tell him to get back to work. Hey, chef. Yeah. Hey, we need you to get back to work. We'll do. Surprised he didn't laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chef, so much. There Thanks, he Garrett. is, Executive Chef Garrett Meyer right there at Sartos, uh, 2900 West 25th Street in Jefferson Park. I'll stick around next hour. It's going to be cool. Next hour, Taylor's sticking around, and we're going to just talk about Sartos, his passion, Italy. Uh, we're going to do the whole gamut. Emily's here with us, Emily Fletcher. She the joins pantry. us for dinner. Uh, the pantry, uh, the newly opened pantry within uh, Sartos. So, We'll do that as well. And then Collaboration Fest coming up. Beer lovers, I know you tune into the show to hear about all of the latest and greatest. So we're going to talk with Andrew Moore and Chell Wygant. Uh, that'll be next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. We can do that. I thought we had a full house before, but uh, now we really have a full house right here at the Modern Eater Show. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman on the bench. He's not feeling well. Uh, we'll see him back here next week, no problem. Uh, but in the meantime and in between time, it's that time. We'll continue talking about Sartos right now. And, and I got to tell you, so Thursday night when they just welcomed us and uh, Taylor Swallow, the owner, as we continue, um, there it is. Uh, either, you know, you hate money. Or you have more money than you know, but you got into the restaurant business there, Taylor. <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's your passion for that? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's well put. Um, so, you know, I, I've been cooking since I was five years old. 
love food, you know, love the connection with food. And, and really my, my favorite times in life have always been around the dinner table. Um, and I did a little time in hospitality and kept coming back to the idea of opening a restaurant. Um, and I got into star- startups for a while there and we started to look at, you know, what do we do next? And uh, Kasia and I did, kind of discovered this concept over in Verona, over in Italy, that we really thought would be cool for Denver that was just a little bit different. Um, and we said, well, yeah, maybe one day when I'm old and gray. First of all, you're just hanging out in Verona? I mean, <laughs> what, are you guys finding yourselves at this point? Or uh, how does one get to Verona and just uh, chill out and, and eat? Uh, if you you got to love to eat, right? You, you <laughs> yeah. head to Italy, you like wine, you like yeah. food, you'll make it over there. So we actually uh, happened to cro- uh, cross Verona and ended up spending uh, – a few days. So Verona's kind of, you know, Were just... Were you trading commodities before? You were I, can't, I can't talk you about just... it. Yeah, I just... Uh... <laughs> it's a talent. You, you were in the disposal industry. Yes, huh? yes. Waste management. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to put it together. Uh, yeah, so, so we, we stumbled across Verona, spent a few days, and, uh, you know, we were talking about this the other night. Uh, we rarely go back to the same restaurant twice, and uh, kind of walked past this spot, and it looked like a, a baker's window, um, and, and I'm not a sweets guy, and I kind of stopped and took a double take because it wasn't sweets. It was little bruschetta and, and little wrapped cheese bites. And, and I thought, what, what is this? Uh, and it was our first real introduction to cicchetti, um, which are Italian small bites, tapas, kind of in the northeastern part of Italy. And uh, went back at 4 o'clock when they opened. Place was packed. Everybody had a cicchetti in one hand and an Aperol spritz in the other. And so um, we kind of fell in love with this little spot and ended up going back three times in two days and Said, uh, you know, we're sitting out there after a little bit of wine uh, and talking about what this could do in Denver. And mm-hmm. um, we kind of came up with the name Sartos because writing it on a bar napkin. Basically. Yeah. You <laughs> know, you know, I was, I was on uh, I was on GoDaddy buying the, the website domain As, yeah. in case, you know, when I was yeah. older. It would Does happen. anybody have it? Uh, yeah. We <laughs> lucked out. Well, well, I well, we lucked out. I, I kind of told somebody a story about me putting together a family project on a, a website. So we were able to get Sartos. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we kind of bumped around and kept thinking, oh, you know, what would we do? And, uh, I really wasn't looking to open a restaurant at the time, you know, we knew we would, and, uh, we were over in Jefferson park, which we love. We live near the area, getting a coffee over at 2914 and they do a great job. They were the first business there. And, uh, Kasia saw the for lease sign in the window and, uh, she said, Hey, I'm, I think this might be Sarto's. And I had this moment of, uh, oh. I think this might be Sarto's, and, and away we went, you know. Um, she didn't say either it's going to be a beauty shop or a restaurant. Which one do you want? Let's right. do it right now. <laughs> so, uh, Emily Fletcher, you were with us on Thursday night. Um, beautiful. So, it, it's kind of like, it's bright. Very bright, yes. And white. Yes. It's kind of, so you're going for that kind of clean look, the white linens and, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, it was interesting because when we found the space, it was kind of just whitewash. It, it had been a... Um, a frame shop and kind of makeshift loft. It was it was an artist's corner right there. So you were first one in as a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Again, don't like money. No, it was definitely <laughs> uh, you know. Been, let's do a build out. <laughs> yeah, people say we had vision. I thought yeah. we were just maybe. Idiots. How much does a hood cost again? <laughs> right. Where does the grease pit go? I'm like I'm like I can go get a, a stove down at Ark for twenty bucks. Um, yeah. So uh, and then our last trip to Italy, we we noticed how you know in, in Italy you go in these cool old buildings because we're fortunate to be in a cool old building built mm-hmm. in the 1880s and you go inside these stone buildings and they're all just kind of whitewashed mm-hmm. and so we came back and we, we talked to our team about well let's just do white and they thought you know especially in denver that's yeah. kind of a novel concept but and, it's very approachable yeah it's just so, a bright space we're very yeah. fortunate yeah yeah mm-hmm. absolutely emily what do you think mm-hmm. of this spot well one of the things that i really love is the throwback 
to the tailor shop concept. So do you mind talking a little bit more about that and how you've integrated it into the into the design of the restaurant? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we came up with the name Sartos because it was the idea of this tailored dining where you could come in one time and have a couple small bites. And so we, we kind of settled on the name, but we're, weren't sure. Um, and then as we were doing research on the space, uh, the last registered use of the space back in the 50s was actually a fabric shop. Um, so that really kind of gave us chills and kind of solidified the idea of calling it Sartos. And so we brought in, we've got some uh, antique Italian sewing machines, some Nietzsche's um, that we've purchased. And then we've got, uh, we did some custom sewing needles for the door. So a few, if, if you look closely, you, you notice the little details. We have our, our restrooms or fitting rooms and those sorts of things. So I love the mouthwash in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that's great. Idea. Is it? Great yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keisha, uh, don't stop with the ideas because those are the small touches that you're just like, wow. Yeah. You know, why would I want to go anywhere else? I mean, we have an illustrious dining scene right now that's bolstering here in For Colorado. Sure. So you have to differentiate yourself um, from other places. But it really seems like you're coming into your own. You've got your footing and you've got a great identity. And I mean, the, you got lightning in a bottle right now. Appreciate that. Yeah, it, uh, it's definitely, you know, the first couple of years was drinking water from a fire hose. And, I love that. Uh, yeah, it's just, it really is. Um, you know, and I'm a restaurant outsider. You know, I hadn't done this before. Mm-hmm. And uh, we approached it from... Not only operationally, because I've, I've watched the restaurant industry and, and helped out and with some friends, and um, but my thought was, what what do we want when we go in? And we really studied it for a number of years of what makes a good experience, mm-hmm. right? Mouthwash, and sure, yeah, nice bathrooms and and food that is just it's like art. Yeah, the the presentation of the food. I mean, very, it's as you know, Emily. You took a million pictures. Oh, I did. Yeah, it just it pops. It stands out, and then the taste just sets for itself. You got a great chef, great staff, um, and then there it is. You said I'm going to do all Italian vino as well, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We started out. You know, again, this is where the Denver markets evolved. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we started out. We were about thirty, forty percent domestic on our wine list because we thought that's what Denver was looking for, and very quickly, we noticed that none of the domestic wines were selling. And so we went 100% committed to Italian, um, you know, and, and most of our bar program in general is Italian, um, trying to stay true to what that is and give a, an Italian experience of what true Italy is today. Yeah. What's your day-to-day life like? Chaotic. Um, you know, always looking for a few more hours. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a morning person, right? So I'm up early, um, trying to do my office time. During the day, get you know, I'm an email guy and all that sort of thing, uh, which the staff hates because not an industry that loves emails. Um, and then, you know, I get on site uh, kind of early afternoon, uh, do meetings with Garrett and mm-hmm. uh, the team, make sure we're all set, and get, then get the front of the house set up and going, uh, make sure we're, we're yeah. ready for the evening. And then uh, happy wife, happy life, try and get home at a reasonable hour and have a little dinner. Yeah. Then it turns into like, uh, where's the paper clips guy? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, call you up on your phone. It's like, really, Jay? <laughs> you stole you stole my story. Talk about it. Uh, well, I mean, managing a restaurant. I have never owned a restaurant, but I've managed a few restaurants, and it's it's uh, maddening at times because you are basically as a restaurant manager a uh, underpaid but glorified babysitter of of adults. And they will call you when you're on vacation, uh, taking your grandmother to the hospital to get medication and ask you where the paper clips are. Yeah. Are you one of those guys, uh, Taylor, that, that you've got to have your hands, you got to know everything that's going on? Or do you put people in their positions and you're like, okay, manage your position and uh, where I, are you at with that? So I'm there now. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when we opened for the first two years, I was definitely first in, last out. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see everything, know how everything works. 
which is good and bad because then it's a death by a thousand questions because mm-hmm. you're the one person that knows yeah. how everything works. That's right. Um, but you know, at one point in time, there was a decision that it was just I've got to be able to get out and spend some time for myself mm-hmm. and hire the right people. And it was that epiphany of if I don't feel comfortable leaving and letting other people do it, I've ha- I've hired the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've got a great team now. You know, they're they're when I know why I walk out, they're they've got it. So it's it's really. There are less texts at you know eleven, twelve, mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning, those sorts of things. But you know, uh, it makes you feel a lot better. Yeah, I always do this. It's uh, give the thirty second elevator speech. There you go. We're getting on the elevator. You got twelve floors to go. Uh, talk to somebody why they should come in to Sartos. Fair enough. So uh, Sartos, we're a social Italian eatery, uh, and the goal is to bring some of uh, Italy to Denver today. Um, again, we're Northern Italian, so we're not your typical American red sauce. Um, we do pay homage to the neighborhood that used to be the Little Italy of Denver. Um, but we really want you to get a sense of getting out of your everyday life, experiencing something new. Um, my whole goal is that guests want to come in, they have a great time and want to come back. Um, so come see us. Um, you know, we, we, we hope you have a, an enjoyable evening or brunch with us. What's the address? So we're at 2900 West 25th Avenue. Let me make sure that's right. What's the, <laughs> so what's the cross street there? So we're at uh, 25th and Elliott, so Jefferson yeah. Park, uh, right on the square. Yeah, Emily, you're a neighbor to them yeah. with your work, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm there all the time. I, I seriously probably eat lunch with you guys once or twice a week, easily. Yeah. And, but Chiquetti? And look how oh. healthy she is. Yeah, I mean, oh. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the pantry. So you opened up a little new area. Yeah, so the pantry is our Italian food counter, so more fast casual. Um, we basically do soup, salads, sandwiches, deli, um, but we also have a market. We sell all of the items uh, that we make, fresh pastas, fresh sauces, um, items to take and make, uh, take and go. So it's a neat little spot for us. Man, yeah. continue. Vegetables. I saw yeah. some vegetables in there, yeah. some uh, some tomatoes, a couple of eggs maybe yeah. on the go if you need an egg salad sandwich at the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. things we love, things we make, mm-hmm. or things we use. Mm-hmm. I'd wish you good luck, but I'll Thank just you. say continued success because uh, you're going to do a great job, and you already are. Uh, a great place to go. That's the voice of owner Taylor Swallow, um, Sartos. It's at 2900 West 25th Street. That cross street is Elliott and Jefferson Park. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'll catch up and network, do all the fun things that make us uh, proud Coloradans. Absolutely. That's what we do. Um, coming up Thursday, it's um, Colorado Ag Day. And that's a big thing. We heard from Don Brown, the Colorado Ag Commissioner. We talked to uh, David Colley, events chair from Colorado AG Council, to talk about what's going to happen on Thursday. But um, really, the chefs are coming in. And Brandon Durio, executive chef of Student Nutrition Services for Cherry Creek School District, along with Casey Hodges, uh, Supervisor of Food and Nutrition Services for Inglewood Schools. we got to feed our kids well, you know. That's why I love J.P. Krause as well, uh, Executive Chef for Children's Hospital. Um, just sharing the knowledge and all of the things that we can do to provide good foods for us to keep us uh, strong and healthy Coloradans moving forward. And it starts with our kids. So we're going to catch up with them next, and then we'll do beer from about uh, 7.30, 7.30-something to, mm-hmm. to the end of the show. Um, and none better. I call him the most interesting man in the world, an archaeologist-turned-brewer. Andrew Moore from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, and uh, also joining us as well, uh, Chell Weigant. Chell Weigant? Chell Weigant. Huh? Chell Weigant. You got to say it fast. Chell Weigant. Yeah. It's like that meme that I saw on uh, 
St. Patrick's Day that I had you do early. Say it fast, say it fast, and you get a whole nother term from that. All right, we'll do that and much, much more. Coming up next, it is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Belgium is a country the size of Maryland, and it's home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, vit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. What the f***'s wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, thank you, Mr. Gotten Kenny. Yes, you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, uh, not here with us this evening. We'll see Brian again next week. Uh, but Colorado Ag Day, it's this Thursday. It's a really cool thing. About 1,000 people, Jay. That's a lot of people. And eating free food. I don't know. It's, uh, I guess we'll have to ask. I think it is, though. I yeah, and I'm, that's what the commissioner said, so I'm, gonna, I'm taking his word for it. Now 2,000 people. Yeah, I know. That's right. But our friends like Brother Luck are going to be out. Chef Carrie Barrett's going to be out. She's going to be judging Brother, so that'll be a, a, a fun uh, thing to play with. Yeah, but Carrie Barrett on Top uh, Top Chef Season 15, she came in fourth. Did a great job. Um, but she's circling back around, and she's going to put the judging hat on. And then uh, Brother Luck, who was battling in Last Chance Kitchen, uh, is going to be battling out again. And against, um, I believe, Brandon Durio, chef, Executive Chef Brandon Durio, um, of uh, Student Nutrition Services at Cherry Creek School District. Uh, Brandon, welcome to the show, first of all. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, were you the winner last year? I was the winner last year. Ah. Yeah, th- th- this will be my fifth year uh, participating. Um, so definitely always go out and represent Colorado, but also represent um, student nutrition. Not all the time do we uh, get to make the gourmet food that we like to, uh, but we always can kind of still show that child nutrition chefs definitely uh, know what we're doing. Yeah, and um, your colleagues here with you as well. Uh, Casey Hodges, a supervisor of food and nutrition services for Inglewood Schools. 
Uh, welcome, Chef, to the show. You're right up there. Well, in the thank microphone. you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see you here. And um, last but not least, there he is, uh, is Chef Gabriel Aragon, uh, Mapleton Public Schools. I had to, Chef, I, welcome to the show. Come thank on you for there. having me. Yeah, much. I had to ask you, where, where is that? It's Thornton, right? That's correct. Thornton area. So here you guys are going to gather at the Capitol on Thursday. Kind of an exciting thing, right? You get to um, play with Colorado products. Um, we're all Colorado proud here, right? Wouldn't mm -hmm. you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what are the, what are the things uh, that you guys like most? And and when you jump in, just say your name, and uh, tell us what you're looking forward to on Thursday for Colorado Ag Day. Well, I would just start off. Uh, we actually are paired with uh, Colorado wheat, and um, being in child nutrition, we have really uh, hard regulations to abide by, and one of those is that we have to have 51% whole grain. Uh, baked goods. Um, so within my district, we actually have a central bakery and about 70% of our items that we make on the menu are, are made in-house. And so that's where it worked out perfect for us, what we got paired with, um, with wheat. So we're actually going to be doing 51% uh, whole grain uh, brioche bun for our slider. And then we're making a pumpkin uh, sweet potato donut fry. Um, so we're doing Ooh. kind of a sweet and savory two different ways. So it'll be like a little mini burger with some sweet fries. And uh, we're actually going to incorporate we, with the guidelines that we have to do every day that we feed the children. Uh, you know, we have to offer them fruits, vegetables, grains, protein, and milk. Um, and so within that, we're going to put that swing on it. Um, we're going to... Gabe's going to throw some pork belly in there, of course. Though, <laughs> oh, but, uh, <laughs> good job, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. But we, we technically are still abiding by the regulations that we have to do every day. Um, but... The Where was that when I was a kid? You know, <laughs> you get what you get and don't throw fit. Get, get back, get out of line. That's what we say. You know, if you haven't had school food in a long time, definitely come give us a visit it's and changed, see what we're huh? serving these yeah, days. Absolutely. Gabe, what do you think, man? What are you looking forward to? Um, you know, um, it's just nice to be able to represent uh, all of the chefs that are in school nutrition because, um, you know, we've got a, a difficult job. We've got, uh, like Brandon said, difficult guidelines to abide by. And so it's a new challenge. Um, we've all been in the chef world before. We've all been through restaurants and everything else. So to come into this uh, particular um, part of our field and to really try and abide by guidelines, but also make food, not only nutrition, but obviously taste good mm -hmm. because our jobs depend on kids coming back into the schools and eating so we've got competition we've got fast food competition yeah. that uh, you know obviously tastes good but isn't very good for you yeah. so um it's up to us to uh, uh you know find that unique balance uh, right in between there and make sure that we can do whatever we can so um i'm real happy to be working with uh, both of these two and to really put out a, a stellar product so, so cool. I, I coined a term uh, pharma chef because I truly believe that. And again, you're working with kids and they've got to learn and they've got to have their nutrients and and people like you, you chefs that are very mindful of that, that, you know, if we can reverse some of these things that we've done as Americans with the things that we put in our body to be able to start with you guys um, putting out great nutritious food and maybe a little bit of education along the line, which I think is very important that maybe we can thwart off uh, some of these medicated medications that we're ladled with on a daily basis to be able to mask these things that we could have taken care of with nutrition. That's a hard thing to follow right there. <laughs> but um, uh, Casey Hodges, chef, what are you looking forward to on Thursday? Well, I'm, I'm definitely learning, uh, especially from these guys. They're both got tons of experience and it's just been a lot of fun along the way. We've done some networking and done some work together and 
It gives us an opportunity to really showcase that school food can be this wow factor and it's not this typical stereotype of a lunch lady. Like we have some great chefs and even in my district, there's a lot of folks that take a lot of pride in what they do and just kind of be there to represent them and just to really give a, a twist on, on school food and, and take away that stereotype of, you know, sloppy Joe, you know, the <laughs> slapping it on the plate mm-hmm. and just keeping it. Sloppy Joe, sloppy, <laughs> sloppy Joe. Just it, Everybody was it, thinking that. I just said it out loud. You, <laughs> you, guys must be, you guys must be pretty thrilled when you, you like just get like, oh, new ingredients, things to play with, something seasonal. Is, is that wor- Does that even happen? You know, it all depends uh, on the school district. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, up in Weld County, those guys actually are in the middle of farmland. You know, they have a lot of fresh ingredients that they're able to work with. Um, you know, for me and Cherry Creek, you know, we're kind of in the suburban area. We don't have the fresh produce that's easy accessible to us. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of other organizations that are always willing to work with us. Um, one of the hardest things is just our volume. You know, uh, for local farmers, it's hard for them to keep up. Um, we serve on average 27,000 mm-hmm. meals a day. Um, you know, that's that could wipe a farm out sure. in one day. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, we always are looking, um, and that's where uh, the chefs that in school districts are doing. We're just trying to recreate um, and make things fresh, make things better than what anybody has ever said about school food. Um, and I mean, that's what our day to day is, yeah. is that, you know, we're out with the kids taste testing. Um, we're talking to manufacturers, mm-hmm. we're talking to farmers, uh, just depending on the demographics of the school district itself, we, we all work differently. Um, and that's where we've, we've all found each other. Uh, four years ago, I started a group called the Greater Denver Chefs. Uh, we're open to dietitians, directors, mm. and pretty much anybody to come out and see, and we always have a different location and any way to benefit us by talking with each other and just to, to progress and we learn off of each other every day that we have this chance. How about beer pairing lunches? <laughs> More like milk, milk pairing, maybe. <laughs> chocolate milk. Yeah. Does chocolate milk go good? Strawberry milk. You'll want to have that with this. That would be delicious I, there. You talk about dietary restrictions. Is, is that a big play in, in public schools now to, or, or schools in general? To uh, J.P. Croft, president of the Colorado Chefs Association, executive chef at Children's Hospital. Man, how many dietary restrictions did you say you had to? We have 39 menus, but we have to go through all the allergens and everything else, but Altogether, it's over 60, but 39 actual dietary menus that we, we regulate every single day. Do you guys wow. face any of that? Oh, yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, with the feeding the kids and this, this generation, there's a lot more allergens <clears throat> we have to be aware of. Um, and that's it's a hard thing. I mean, I, I have 60 kitchens to oversee, you know, with all those kids, you know, who has gluten, who has peanut allergies, you know, and we, we really have to, you know, hold ourselves back, you know, and we actually contact families directly mm-hmm. um, and make sure that, you know, we give the options to their kids. You know, some some families, this is the only meals, the breakfast and lunch that their kids will get for the day. Uh, and we want to make sure if they're going to eat with us that we're going to feed them. The with with 40% food waste in this country, that just drives me crazy when I hear that, that a child's going to go without a meal. But it's reality. That's what we go through. And you get hats off to you guys. I mean, you're just, you're just doing the work on the, on the battle lines. Uh, I'm going to go around the horn. Talk about your school district there real quick and, and anything that you'd like to say and, and start with you there, um, Chef Gabriel, if you would. Well, uh, compared to Brandon's district, I'm a, I'm a small fish in a big pond. I've got 11 schools that I oversee, and uh, I've been um, in the school nutrition problem, uh, in the school nutrition field for the last year or so. 
And uh, from my perspective, coming from a restaurant background, coming from a chef background in this town for the last um, 17 years, um, you know, seeing what we were feeding our kids, and to your point earlier, um, I'm a big believer in we are what we eat, absolutely. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, 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 the problems that we have in this country, even if a lot of the allergens and everything um, are directly related to how we, we produce our food, how we process our food. Mm-hmm. And, and that word in and of itself is just, a, I, I don't like it one bit. Mm-hmm. The less processed food that we can get to, uh, the better it is. So I've really tried in my... Um, Sounds to me like, Chef Aragon, that you, you want to do some educational type of stuff. I would love well. to do some education. Yeah. I would love to do as much from scratch that I could or a semi-scratch, however I can put it. Um, but the more um, the more that I prepare the food, the more I know how it's prepared and how it's processed. And I think I have some ideas from, for you for, with the show and working to do some stuff for the kids. I, I'd like to talk to you further about that. All ears. Uh, go ahead, Chef Brand. Um, you know, our district, like I said, it is a little harder um, than what Chef Gabriel was saying, um, being as large as we are. Um, but on the other hand, is everything that we've done may not be able to get fully scratch. Um, the trainings that we've done, our staff itself are very educated um, on sanitation, safety, uh, you know, everything that we need to do to make sure that we aren't um, have, having any students getting sick or, you know, jeopardizing their day in any type of way. Those kids come in with us and we fuel those kids to go out and have a good day. Um, that's our main goal. Um, but, you know, in Cherry Creek, you know, one of our biggest things that we're still just trying to do is get through to the community. Um, let them know what we really are doing. Um, I go out. I'm actually um, I sit on a board for the chef's task force for the Student Nutrition Association. And, uh, you know, we and Cherry Creek are actually known at a national level uh, for being innovators of what we do. And for that to be seen at a national level, but it's so hard for us still to get together with our community. Um, so really just still pushing through that. We're doing everything, you know, offering uh, parents to always come in. We do Parents Day, Grandparents Day, Veterans Day. We have all the to, to try to get the parents in the community to come in and eat with us. Um, you know, and we're always trying new things. Um, I, like I invited you earlier to come eat with us. All of our high schools, we have food court concepts in there now. Um, you know, kids get so much variety and it's because we're having wow. to compete with That's, everybody around us. Yeah. Um, but uh, I hate to say, you know, no restaurant around any of our high schools are still serving as much food as we are. So (laughs) (laughs) there you go. Uh, Chef Hodges, the Inglewood Schools, uh, your district. Yeah, so I actually come from a smaller district than these two. We have seven schools and we are actually just uh, about three years in. Um, We were the district prior um, had a food service management company and then they brought in house and we faced a lot of challenges with just making, you know, bringing scratch cooking back and really getting a lot of training and culinary skills. You know, instead of taking something from a box and putting it in an oven, you know, we, we even started breading our own chicken at one point. But, you know, we had to rein back a little bit. And um, we've been working with a lot of local companies. So a shout out to like Tico's. We use feature their green chili sauce. (laughs) They're amazing. We went and did a really fun tour. And then we even had a company, a lady um, come in from East West, and she gave us some of her local, her her sauces and things like that. So we're really trying to focus on a lot of local um, items to really incorporate the community and uh, feature those items on our menu, things that the kids love. And it's it's been a fun it's been a fun process. Yeah. Well, this is Jay Parker here. Uh, real quick, and then we I know we have to take a break. But what would you say overall 
Of all these children, what is the number one food item that kids are still going nuts Pizza, for? Pizza, man. <laughs> well, that's your that's your guess. Yeah. Before the chef's answer, what around the room, Andrew? What do you think the kids are going for these days? All right, pizza. Uh, peanut butter. Peanut butter. They go through a lot of French fries and mac and cheese. That's mac what and cheese. Wow, well, you're kind of, he's kind of a... <laughs> JP. What is it, chefs? You know, in my school district, like I said, we, we have a central bakery that we make. Um, we make about 50, or, yeah, clo- close to forty to 50,000 cinnamon rolls uh, in, oh, in, in a week or two. And, and <laughs> 50,000 cinnamon rolls in a week. Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot of cinnamon. That's a lot. So it, it, it all depends. It, you know, it's menu. The kids buy them all a cart. Um, teachers buy them. They, they love our cinnamon rolls. That's for sure. Can, did you bring any cinnamon rolls? Unfortunately not. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'd have to buy two cookies and then get the little ice cream thing and then make my own ice cream. Chef Gabe, what about your <laughs> district? What do you think? What do the kids go? What's the number one for the kids? Oh, any sort of chicken that's breaded. Pizza, you're spot on there. Um, we're definitely trying to bring... Frito pie back. I was talking to Brandon oh, about nice. the straw hat. We call it straw hat in Cherry Creek. Uh, it's a staple on our menu. <laughs> Colorado, you're in good hands with these guys, and that's why uh, come see them. It's, it's about highlighting these great chefs, uh, working with legislatures, and they're also teamed up with uh, you know a farmer or a rancher. How that works? It'll all go down Thursday at the um, Capitol, Colorado Ag Day. Uh, thank you guys, all of you, for coming in. Thank you. That's Thanks for having cool. us. A uh, big announcement with Emily Fletcher. Emily Fletcher, she won the um, Restaurant Week uh, giveaway, Jay. Mm-hmm. We've become close friends with Emily, and there's um, not many people better than Emily when it comes to getting around town. <laughs> that, she, uh, she, she, she gets around. Yes, she does, and she uh, does it in a fashion to where uh, she's likable, she's classy, she's intelligent. Uh, she's on the ball, and she loves Colorado food and beverage. And with that said, we'll come back, make that announcement, and we'll talk beer for the remainder of the show right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct 
distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Justin Brunson, Old Major, you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it on The Modern Eater Show. This is an exciting week coming up ahead. Uh, Jay, we've put a lot of work. Yes, we have. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, into TheModernEater.com. Mm-hmm. It will be launched this week. Okay. On TheModernEater.com, you'll be able to get all of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to... Um, Pictures, videos. Pictures, videos, stuff we're doing blogs. around town. Uh, the blogs. I want to emphasize blogs. that. So uh, there will be a lot of collaborative writers. And now what we've done is we've gone to industry people. Andrew Moore, who's in studio with us right now, he'll have his own beer blog. Uh, Charlie Gottenkinney will as well. Um, you'll have a blog uh, named Why Your Bartender Hates You, mm-hmm. which I think is really good. Is that 100%? You, you, I like it. You like that? I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, then me, kind of just my thoughts overall. Of I like to get in the weeds and talk about You're you know, global food yeah. and things, how it affects you. But here it is. We met uh, Emily Fletcher, and Emily is uh, one of these gals. You, you meet her, you instantly just fall in love. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the winner of our Restaurant Week giveaway. By the way, did you have fun with that, Emily? I had so much fun. Yeah, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. One week. Great time. Two. Okay, so as we do that, and Emily highlights her and showcases her whole week uh, from Restaurant Week, from visit to visit and taking photos, and I'm, I'm reading her writing, and, and people are just eating it up, so to speak, right? I mean, uh, so there it is. We, we sit down, we have a conversation with Emily, and we said we approached her and said, hey, what, what do you think? You want to lead this up? You want to be our food editor and also have your own column? And, and Emily, you, you said okay. I did. <laughs> yeah, I said bleep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're going to fire this sucker off, man. And this week we're just so excited to have themoderneater.com. It's kind of like we throw content all the time on Facebook. We throw content all the time on Instagram. We throw content all the time on YouTube. So there's going to be a home for all the content that the mm. Modern Eater makes. And, um, a one-stop one, shop. TheModernEater.com. Um, if you like hyper-local and you like to hear about all things food and beverage here in Colorado, um, you're going to enjoy TheModernEater.com. So, Andrew, uh, and welcome back to the show, as always. Uh, uh, yeah, Andrew Moore, Intrepid Sojourner. Uh, what, what are you going to write about, Andrew? Um, yeah, so I think probably it'll be a lot about sort of the history of different beer styles or the history of sort of different culinary traditions, uh, kind of like what we try to do at the brewery and, and, and bring this, um, beer together with spices and, um, different folk traditions. And that's telling those stories. Uh, I think it's much more fun for me to write about. Um, so if you're looking for the chemistry of Humulone, uh, go elsewhere, but <laughs> I don't even know Only what that and, meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but it sounded. I, right, yeah, I just right. laughed. It I sounded mean, like I knew what I was talking <laughs> you about. You knew, you knew. Uh, but also, lots of great events, and here's one on the horizon. Collaboration Fest is, is coming right up, and people want to know about these things, and they want to probably hear about it from a brewer standpoint. Um, but Collaboration Fest is coming up, and th- throughout the year, so many beer festivals. Uh, Emily, do you like beer? You were at Intrepid Sojourner last night, weren't you? Yeah, I was there last night. I had a couple friends in from Chicago, and they wanted interesting beer. 
So there we went. And so it we was can, interesting. Yeah, we can help yeah. you out. Yep. They're basil IPAs. It's back on today. It's back on today. It was out. I missed it last night. So Collaboration Fest coming up. And um, here it is. Uh, Do the introduction, would you? Who'd you you, uh, decide to team up with? Uh, So I used to uh, work uh, for Chell and Eric at 105 West Brewing Company down in Castle Rock, Colorado. Uh, And they've taught me an incredible amount of things. They make fantastic beer. Uh, and so we reached out to them for a collaboration fest for this March 31st. Um, so Chell was kind enough to make the trek up to Denver, and uh, we are working on Imperial Saison. So it's about 11% uh, Saison, um, uh, sour with lacto, and then it went through the primary fermentation in Chardonnay barrels um, with uh, Britannomyces and a blend of two different uh, Belgian Saison yeasts. Chell, welcome to the show. Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys decided to do a sour, is what I just heard. Right? Uh, yeah, That's Intrepid great. Sojourner hadn't done a sour yet. Um, is that, is that, you figure this is a trend? You know, well, some people are like, I don't know if we should do a sour. Everybody's doing a yeah, sour. A- absolutely. There's several ways to make sours, but yeah. uh, this would be a kettle sour. Mm-hmm. Lactobacillus in the kettle, okay. held at a proper temperature yeah. to grow and produce I love that acids. Pink, pink vapor stew that Ska Brewing Company does. You know, Never had it. You haven't had it? Yeah. Well, sours, you know, they give you those deep down body burps, man, that everybody right. knows what you <laughs> ate today type of thing. <laughs> I, and not to be crude or anything, but I mean, it, it's true. So I mean, what what brings that out of you with the, the acidity or with the sour? Yeah, it would have to be the acidity. Um, mm-hmm. There's some, there used to be some beer fests uh, up at Avery, sour fest, mm-hmm. Tums everywhere, bottles of Tums everywhere. Throughout the place, and acids, um, but it has to be the, the amount of acids. That so that would the... seem to me like a goal on a sour for me in particularly is having a sour that you can have more than one, type of thing. I can have more than one. <laughs> you can have more. Well, sure, <laughs> you're kind of acclimated to it, I'm sure. Well, I think a lot of people too, when you're drinking a sour beer, and if it, it gives you the burps or what have you, it's like, hey, you know, sometimes it's worth worth the cost of <laughs> of having the burp, especially if you're a single guy like That's me. Right. You know, it doesn't really matter. So you guys, how does that, first of all, with Collaboration Fest, do you pick each other or are you someone anointed? How, how does that work? No, we're, we kind of pick each other. You do? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you figured, uh, and, and really, Andrew, if you say you were under Chell's tutelage, um, man, you got to be a really smart guy because I figure this guy is as smart as they come. So uh, uh, he, to hear those he, accolades. He actually is, kicks my butt in words of friends, so. Oh, do you He's play words smart. with yeah, friends? Yeah, we play a lot of words with friends. Oh, I yeah. gotta look you guys up on that. I don't lose very often. <laughs> yeah, drives people yeah, crazy. He might make better beer, but uh, I have a bigger vocabulary. There you go. Lots of stuff coming up. Collaboration fest. Uh, <laughs> Different beer, not better. Different. <laughs> I just caught that one. Um, Collaboration fest coming up, but also some other things. Belgium Beer Festival is yeah. coming up mm-hmm. for brews. Um, this next month in April. I'm looking forward to that as well. You're going to be a part of that. So lots of stuff coming up. Colorado beer, uh, it's at its finest right now. Uh, the breweries, uh, they open up. What happened, Jay? Oh, a brewery just opened up. Another one just opened up right now. So how you set yourself apart, how you continue to be a prospering brewing company and uh, everything else beer. You guys want to stick around for the next segment? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You just make good beer, make great product, and have a great team serving it. 
Okay, well, we don't need the next get, yeah. <laughs> Done. Uh, Thanks, Chell. <laughs> We're going to just wrap it up right now. Chell's in the house. He just simplifies things. Yeah, that's we right. need a two-minute show with Chell. <laughs> that's <laughs> right, man. He's the, one, he's the one-liner guy. You know, he, just, right. he just says it, and then it's like, can I leave now? Well, hey, yeah. he named a beer D's Nuts. That's that, his that that's well, humor, he did. right? Yeah, yeah. And why not? <laughs> that's the way to do it. All right, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Andrew Moore in the house, along with Chell, the Jelly Man. The We're jelly coming man. up next, continuing with these guys on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary mayo and olives, vegan and certified gluten-free? Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce, it's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Hey, Colorado chefs. Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Okay, back to the show in just a minute, but I have to talk about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. You need an A-Plus when it comes to pouring your draft beer, and none better than Jeff Rourke, uh, specializing in the installation and maintenance of all your draft line needs. 20 years in the business, a family guy. He's got a newborn baby, another lovely daughter, his wife, Kristen. They're working hard to make sure that uh, craft beer is being poured the way the brewer intended it to be poured. Uh, really, if you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Please, I implore you, don't be tacky. Uh, you know, sometimes it's an easy fix. Jeff will come in and he'll tell you what you need to do, but you don't need to pour foam. You don't need wrong temperatures. Uh, you need to have that craft beer taste delicious. Foam is money. Yeah. And, and, and intrepid sojourners Andrew Moore will tell you that in a heartbeat. Foam is money. Uh, Andrew, would would you pour tacky beer? Absolutely Andrew? not. No. You, you know, <laughs> I've told you. Told you. <laughs> I told you. There's an endorsement. I uh, wonder what Chell's word would be. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, foam right. is money. <laughs> foam is money. Yeah, see? Um, Brewers will tell you that, listen, if your restaurant or your bar uh, is just not up to snuff, they'll probably pull their stuff. 
from mm-hmm. there, which they absolutely should. So get a hold of Jeff Rourke at A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. None better than Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Okay, back at it. Craig Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. He'll be back with us next week. Um, but in the meantime and in between time, in studio with us is uh, Chell, head brewer and owner of 105 West Brewing Company in Colorado. Or, pff, Castle Rock. I caught myself, Chell, so don't don't hurt me. Yeah, I'm a part owner. A part owner. That, that counts. That does count. That's stepping on my, my partner, Eric Seifert's toes a little bit. We, He's the majority. We don't want to do that. Yeah, we don't. Eric. Uh, you, you, you really Thanks, deserve, Eric. Yeah, there you go. And Andrew Moore, owner, a part owner, along with Ben, <laughs> of Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Um, back at it. Booze in the News is a segment, all the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Here's some booze news for you. Urban Farmer, uh, we had a delicious dinner down there, and that's a great place. Um, Chef Starkus. Chris Starkus. Chris yes. Starkus. He, He's the executive chef. He loves what he does there. But we said, hey, listen, uh, look, look at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Let's do a beer pairing dinner, and all of our dreams came true. Yeah, we actually met Chris on this show. Uh, so we're going to do a beer pairing dinner on Tuesday, April 3rd, during Colorado Craft Beer Week. That's their beer and food night. Um, 7 o'clock at the Urban Farmer in the Plum Room. Uh, only 24 tickets. Um $96 all-inclusive. Uh, that includes four courses um, and five beers. Mm. Uh, well, let's rewind because we did one with Jeff Tyler. Yes. Um, at uh, Spice Trade, and, and that's the Yak and Yeti as well. His, his brewery's in there. Uh, it was a hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're a lot of fun. Everybody loved it. And our uh, beat writer and uh, food editor for TheModernEater.com, Emily, you're going to be there covering it. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a cool mm-hmm. thing. But don't be one of those people that just reads about it after it happens. Go experience it. You know, go out, go out there and uh, take a look at it as far as a food pairing goes. So give the details again, Andrew. Yeah, so uh, Tuesday, April 3rd, 7 o'clock in the Plum Room at the Urban Farmer Denver. Um, four courses, uh, five beers. Um, and it'll be every, I mean, the Urban Farmer does, um, they focus on a lot of local stuff. It's an incredible steakhouse, um, incredible seafood. Do we know seafood. what the menu looks like yet? Uh, yeah, so I have an idea what the menu looks like. Um, sneak preview? Yeah, so sneak preview. Um, so for the third course, uh, we're talking about uh, a 7X Wagyu beef um, with uh, potatoes, uh, kind of a butter puree with that, some vegetables, and then talking about pairing that um with maybe some basil IPA, maybe some dry Irish stout that you just had. Um, so more to come on that. Great. Mm. Chelt, get your mic on there. Uh, craft Beer Week coming up here. And that's in the middle of Craft Beer Week, right? Yes. Tuesday. 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 Beer Tuesday. and Food Night. Craft Beer Week. Anything special going on at uh, 105 West, Bre- uh, West Brewing Company for Craft Beer Week? Give us a lowdown. Uh, actually, I don't have much of a lowdown for it. We don't. Nothing. Not much. Nope. Not Just much. business as usual. Business as usual. Yeah. What is business? It as will usual be busy. There? Talk about your uh, tap room and your beer. Uh, we have a we have room for about seventy two people inside. Good thirty forty outside. Um, we have sixteen beers on tap, and we brew anywhere from sours to big honkin' IPAs, 
uh, Imperial Stouts Barrel Age Program. I like to brew outside of the box. I brought a Lucky Charm Red Beer. Mm-hmm. Ten pounds of Lucky Charms in this one. Wow. Uh, not in just that. I believe it's gone. Not it's in... already gone. Um, uh, these nuts very popular. Yeah. Peanut butter hazelnut beer. Oh, jeez. Yeah, peanut butter gifts. Jay, I know you're not drinking. Does right that now. make you burp, Jay? It's no, delicious. I just it makes me cry. <laughs> I'm not drinking, so you know. I he just, wants one. I, yeah, somebody uh, hit me. So uh, can people get your beer here in Denver? They cannot. They cannot. No, they can come yeah. down to us and get it. That's about it. But they can um, get crawlers. Right? We we were at Craft Alley for a short amount of time. Uh-huh. Um, but other than that. Crowlers. We don't distribute. Exclusive. You have to come to Cast Rock to get it. Hey man, listen, that's the model right now these days is take care of your tap room. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, destination. Yeah. Keep it we're, we're, in, we're in the midst the of building a new brewery, so we're gonna have quite a bit more beer. Are you really congratulations? Yep. That's fantastic. So, uh, so uh, do you take part in a lot of beer festivals? Absolutely. You do? Yeah. Uh, we do one. It's it's a little one, 50 breweries. Uh, we're looking to expand this year. It's called Micro Brew Fest. We, okay. we did it in downtown Denver. Uh, it's, a, it's an IPA competition, dude. Awesome. IPA That's right up our alley. We'd, yeah, we'd love to add you yeah. to it. I think we maybe have some micro brew fests. Nope, that's love. Yeah, they're <laughs> running around. There, there, there's one yeah, right it there. It exists. It's uh, real. Yeah, so, um, you know, you guys hear so much about it. But so here it is. I feel like I've had these nuts before. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you like them. I do like them. <laughs> I'm just wearing, wondering when I got a hold of them. Well, <laughs> you got a hold of them from me, man. Yeah. So uh, get down there and uh, give that. I didn't There's even... always good jokes with these nuts. Yeah, never ends. It, it really doesn't. It's yeah. delicious beer, though, and you've got a lot of one-offs, right? Are you doing some? Uh, Andrew, you've got the ability to um, brew small batches right now. Uh, yeah, so we just added a small pilot system. Um, so we're in the process of getting that up and running, and uh, we'll probably be showcasing that uh, during our <laughs> one-year anniversary, which is coming up in May. So what is it, 23 gallons or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it, it's, it's 20 gallons. 20 gallons? 20 gallons at a time, yeah. Perfect. Um, you know what we should do? We should have, like, you should write a recipe for a beer, and I should write a recipe for a beer with a little bit of coaching from our brewer friends at Brews and Intrepid, and then have, like, a little uh, competition. Or, and throw Emily into it, throw Brian. Well, that's a lot of beer. She maybe two beers. So for uh, Taco Tuesday, I like a jalapeno forward beer, and I'm not finding many. Tommy Knocker does one. Yeah. Um, Spice Trade does a delicious one. I want some heat. They do, and yeah. it does have some heat behind it. But could we do a small batch of that? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to and get the 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 jalapenos and the peppers from Growers Organic. Yeah, I like jalapenos because they have some flavor to them. Mm-hmm. It's not just like heat. It's not like alcohol mm-hmm. capsaicin in a glass. But I just... have you guys ever done an onion beer? Uh, no. We haven't done an onion beer. Uh, <laughs> that was a very polite way to say, Jay, that sounds gross. Well, well I, I mean, mean it sounds garlic gross. Beer, yeah, so. I mean, so some people might say a garlic beer sounds gross, but it's delicious. I got to thank everybody for coming in studio. I'd go name by name, but uh, Colorado Ag Day is coming up on Thursday. Emily, I'm so excited to be working with you and thank getting you. the moderneater.com yeah. just as sharp as it possibly can be, and none better on the job than you. So just so excited. Emily. All right, we have to thank everybody in studio with us. It was a great evening. Again, we'll catch you at Colorado Ag Day this Thursday. And Jay Parker, as always, I can't even live my life without you. Well, that might be a stretch, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm Brian Freeman. We'll see you back here again next week. And uh, we thank you all. We'll tune in next week at 6 p.m. on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.